Oh, I have I have to clap while holding a microphone. How am I going to do that? Uh, do you guys want to clap in a three, two, one? Um, hang on. What, what can I? Frank needs to figure it out. Audible. Is yeah. that Frank? audible? What I just did? Yeah. Frank okay. needs to figure clapping out. Everyone. All right. All right. Are we ready? Yeah. Three, two, one. Uh, we're not going to be starting a jazz band anytime soon, but uh, at any rate, welcome to the Insert Credit Show, everyone. Uh, yeah. I'm uh, I'm this guy right here. Which one? Uh, I'm, on this, I'm on the camera. Yeah, Can you see me? Pe- you know, people aren't going to be watching this. They're going to be listening to it. Like, 1,000% of our audience listens to it. That's true, but why not? <laughs> You All know? right. Well, he's I, Tim I, Rogers. I, I, I'm just gonna tell you because he didn't. Yeah, I'm. T- well, I was gonna wait until I'd sat down and got comfortable. Um, I'm Tim Rogers. <laughs> Welcome to my show. Uh, my guest, uh, Brandon Sheffield. Show. It's not your show. It's uh, not your show. My guests today are Brandon Sheffield. Not but if it's show. not my show, why is it streaming on my Twitch right now? Is the real question. Uh, kaboom! You just got owned. Well. Show stealer. I'm just kidding. It's it's not my show. Of course, it's <laughs> not my show. Advil, icy hot. I've got all these things on my desk here. I am uh, hot and sweaty. Is anybody else hot and sweaty in California today? A little it's bit. A little, it's a little warm out there. Yeah. yeah. So you, uh, Frank Cifaldi. Right? Yeah, I, I am. I am Frank Sweaty Cifaldi, and I am not looking forward to running my dryer later. And uh, then we've got Brandon Sweaty uh, Sheffield. Brandon yeah, that, Sweatfield. That'll be me. Brandon Sweatfield. Yeah, I am. Uh, I went out there today. You know, I went out oh, there and too. I just I got filthy. I got dirty. I had to take Bart from one location to another and then walk one mile from uh, on on both ends of that trip. And yeah. having anticipated it being cold as it was before, and also having left last evening f- on my sojourn, I brought a sweater and a jacket and walking back to my place with that was certainly a a a, a hot experience i tell you what and then i went to the oh, donut well, shop uh, on the way another hot experience another hot Which experience donut shop? uh golden gate donuts we need to know on the, telegraph. the people need to know yeah. Uh, Golden Gate Donuts on Telegraph in the Temescal district of Oakland California that's right w- and wonderful establishment I uh, in in my folly forgot that I had no more cash. Frankly, I don't know where my cash went, but apparently I have no more of it. And uh, so I had to go to the ATM. I got myself a little discombobulated, and uh, upon p- paying for my donut purchase, I I forgot to pick up my donuts, and I crossed the street. And then I realized I had no donuts. Crossed the street back over after the light changed. And uh, by which time a homeless man had taken my donuts and absconded with them. Oh, yeah. Well, at the very least, a homeless man got some donuts. Yeah, I felt all right about that, I guess. Uh, and I got some new donuts, and then I ate them. The end. So you, know so where... you gave you gave local business uh, your patronage twice, and you fed a homeless person. Yeah. Well, they didn't want to take money the second time, but I did. 
give them a tip that was almost equal to the cost of those donuts. Okay. Yeah. Oh, excellent. Um, you know where is a good place to get your stuff, your your order stolen, is uh, Jamba Juice. Oh, good old I JJ. Think I, I think I've only been to Jamba Juice three times and not had uh, somebody walk in off the street, <laughs> take my drink, and walk out. I think that happens most of the time at Jamba Juice, in my experience. I'm not That's saying... That's why they call it Jamba Juice. Uh, more like Absconda Juice. Yeah. Because they abscond with my juice. Oh, I get right? it. So do you just, like, the order is done, and they put it out, and they call your name, and you just kind of stare at it for a minute, or? They go, like, got a wacky mango, or whatever, or whatever their stupid, stupid beverages are called, and then you just, uh, you walk up, or somebody just walks up and takes it. It's like, I'm not totally paying attention in a Jamba Juice. First of all, I don't go to Jamba Juice, because fruit is, is vegetables for idiots, right? <laughs> so, um, I don't do that, you know? That's not what I do. Um, but if I did, uh, you know, you, the, you the very feel few like times that's what I've would been, happen. <laughs> well, the very few times I've been, it's happened. Uh, I'd say like 75% of the times that I've, uh, gone to Jamba Juice. That's a whole lot of percent. Yeah. It's, it's strange. And it's like, oh, where's my drink? And it's like, oh, oh, we put it out. Wait, what was yours? And I'm like, oh yeah, I, I made one of those. And I'm like, oh, cause you know, the, the process of making a Jamba Juice you know, is is mystifying. I don't know what is going on. I don't know uh, how long it takes to juice a juice, right? I just, I don't know. I'm, yeah. I'm being honest. So it's like some juices seem to come out sooner than others. Uh, some juices, I don't know, the, they've got to they've gotta squeeze the fruit first or like, I don't know. Get yourself like, a wheat on... grass shot and that'll come out pretty fast. Oh, yeah. Uh, that'll, just... uh, that'll, yeah, go right through me if you know what I mean. Head out back and mow the lawn. Uh, yeah, I like wheatgrass. You know what else I like is lemongrass. I had some uh-huh. lemongrass tofu during the GDC. This is like the only time I eat at Loving Hut at the mall in San Francisco is during GDC. So I had some of that recently. Whole bunch of it. So I'm thinking about lemongrass. So you mentioned wheatgrass. I think about lemongrass. All kinds of grass for good. some reason. For some reason, those two are connected in my brain. Well, we I like to this... smoke the grass, if you know what I mean. Yeah, we started this mm-hmm. podcast at 420, so it's all about the grass anyway. Yeah, It's all about smoking grass uh, and Icy Hot as well. It's kind of about Icy Hot. I love smoking Icy Hot. So should we get this rolling? Yeah, let's go ahead and roll a ball. You know Who's what I mean? We've got the first question. Yeah, who, who takes the first leak in this toilet of fun tonight? T-O-F. Uh, uh, I can do it since you you both seem to be stalling. Oh, yeah, I got go for mine, it, buddy. Go for it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> bust right. it, bust it out, Frank. All right. Hypothetical Let me start situation. The timer for you. Oh, okay. Uh, What's, oh, wait, what, is, what is our timer uh, this time around? Stay, okay. Oh, yeah. So we're gonna be doing something new. Uh, each of us brings uh, a topic or multiple topics with which to fill fifteen minutes of conversation. We each get to drive the conversation for 15 minutes. Conversation and, car. And uh, at, the, at the end of the 15 minutes, here's the fun part, right? Here's the fun part. I'm ready. At the end of the 15 minutes. Uh-huh. Wait. At the end yeah. of the 45 minutes. <laughs> 45 we, uh, minutes. At, at the end of the 45 minutes, we uh, then answer reader mailbag questions. Oh, I see. Okay. All right, 
So 45 so just, uh, is, is 15 times 3. That's yeah. the one. So 10 times okay. 3 is 30. Right. And 5 times 3 is 15. And right. 30 you, plus 15 is 45. Makes so sense. So that's how we arrive at the 45 number, using the common core method. Um, <laughs> All right. Uh, is is my timer love going? Anybody or? love math out there? Yeah, you, you have only 12 minutes left. No, I'm just oh, kidding. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm, I, I didn't start it yet. It's, uh, I'm using Google.com's uh, first search result for timer. I see. So, uh, so oh, we're going to go ahead great. and uh, just start there. Let me know when you're ready. Ready? Clowntimer.com, uh, result number one. <laughs> Clowntimer.fun and clowntimer.shoes. Right, I am ready. <laughs> All right, ready? Go. All right. Uh, sort of classic answer credit style. I'm going to give us a hypothetical situation, and then we're going to work together like we're fourth graders to come up with a solution. Nope. Cool. Uh, exactly. I'm not going to work. I ain't working <laughs> together with nobody. Uh, hypothetical situation. All right. Incredibly right. rich individual, uh, an investor type, uh, who's just had who's just had tremendous luck investing in companies. Uh, Can we say up, his name is Mr. Big Boy? Uh, sure. I, I was I wasn't going to gender this person, but sure, Mr. Big uh, Boy. Well, I mean, it, it sounds like a guy. It and, sounds know, like a classic weird guy. Mr. Big right? Boy. Yeah, there's there's have a weird guy. Man. Yes. I'm guessing it's a bad person. It's so. a we, it's a weird guy, probably a bad person. They come up to us, the three of us. At GDC or whatever, even though I don't think uh, the three Weird of bed. us have been together at GDC in years, but that's okay. Yeah. Um, he comes up to us, and he's like, look, I'm a big fan of the show. Uh, I think you guys have really good ideas. I want to get into the video game industry. I will invest however much you need. Money is no object. However much. Yeah, in, in a video game endeavor that the oh, three of you shoot. run, um, the, the, there's only two... Uh, stipulations here. It has to be a video game related endeavor. We can't move beyond that. Uh, inarguably, video games. Uh, and this person has to make a return on investment in two years. So the two challenge years. here is given infinite resources, is it actually possible to make guaranteed money in video games? Is it possible to make guaranteed? So, how strongly are we, how are we interpreting the word guaranteed here? Well, okay, it's, we, we have to strive as best we can toward giving this person a return on investment in two years with however much we take from them. All right. Yeah. It's uh, I mean, unlimited money being no object. It's like uh, in in two years, uh, I feel – I mean, I don't want to say like that I know what's up, but I feel like I've, I, I'm familiar enough with the trends to be like, I know what to do. Okay. Let's hear it. Oh, well, I mean, it's make an eSport. Make an uh, eSport. Okay. Yeah, that just make it. I mean, than what uh, I was thinking I know, of. No, it's not. You hire people. You hire people from. You poach people from Overwatch. Money, no object. I'll be like, hey, uh, Overwatch guy. What, you know, who's the Overwatch guy? Is there one of those? Uh, I'll be like, hey, uh, Overwatch person, can you. Uh, I'll give you a million dollars instead of the uh, whatever <laughs> number of hundred thousands you get. I'll pay you ten times more than Blizzard. That feels like a cop out, though. Well, it's a, it also like... it also feels like a slippery slope that that like you're going to pay people who are no longer hungry to just shoehorn some, you know, to 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 phone something in. I, I use the word shoehorn instead of phone. I don't know why. I, I confuse shoe phone. those things. Shoe so phone. It's, yeah. a, it's a get smart reference. Yeah. Horn shoe. Um, uh, I would say that I love corn shoes. You're also in trouble with your amount of money that you're spending there if you right. do that because uh what 
what is the chance? Because we do have to return the investment. Yeah, yeah. and Overwatch like is gonna is gonna get that back in two years because it's probably gonna take you close to two years to make it. So yep. Uh, yeah, when, when, well, that's why you, you, f- you go with a minimum viable product. When you first you said uh, this, Frank, I, I was thinking it would be... I was just hearing the money is no object part, and I was thinking it'd be real fun to make a video game console and have us be the gatekeepers of that the the stuff that goes on it. But That does sound uh, like a lot of fun, Brandon. I agree. It would be fun for me, <laughs> but that has nothing to do with getting a return on investment, unfortunately. Correct. So what I would do... exactly is I would become a publisher and I would okay. find games that are nearly done or a year off from done and I would invest the amounts that publishers invest in those games which is not very much and I would pay us a salary which would be normal and then I'm pretty confident that the kinds of products I would invest in would get money assuming they were finished and came out because I think that we could do a much better job of advertising them, getting in contact with the Twitch people and the YouTube people and the Facebook streaming people and all of the people than other publishers do because they just don't bother with it. And I think that that would be the way to do it. I don't know if that's my most fun plan right. in my life, but I do feel like I feel like if I were if I were presented with that opportunity, that is what I would have to do to make it work. Okay, so so what you're saying is that uh, being a publisher is still a model that works in this industry, and those who can't make it are just not as smart as us. Uh, that is what I'm saying, actually. Yes. Okay, Tim, uh, how do you feel about well, this? Well, thanks, thanks for uh, <laughs> thanks for your your faith that uh, I'm smart enough to work on a video game console. Um, I I really think it would just be all about uh, an esport. Uh, you could invest would, in I, one, though. You don't have I would to work make on the one. game console, but what is what is the game console? Well, we were talking about the game console quite a while ago, and we've it's, moved past that. It's uh, true. I've noticed you're playing a Nintendo Switch and not paying attention to what we're doing. I'm I've a, noticed that as well, and I'm, in fact, a, you can't argue that you're paying attention given that you just uh, gave yourself up. Yeah. I am uh, I'm paying attention. Oh, yeah? Uh-huh. So uh, what were we talking I was going about? To, <laughs> uh, I was going to ask, what what is your game console? That you okay. would you would say you would want to make a, when you said you wanted to make a console, but well, that it wouldn't make money. Like, yeah. why do you think you couldn't make money by making a console? Well, certainly not within two years. That's the main problem because you got to do R and D and then you got to release it and then you got to put stuff on it. And that's, uh, that's Android why. tablet, man. You just yeah. make an Android tablet. Yeah. You make your he- own custom Android OS. You buy parts from China. You can make a game console in six months. I still don't so, think. It's the way to to make the money, though. I mean, it, we can I don't know potentially make a small amount of money uh, doing a game console, but I don't. I, I think it's too risky. In the same way that I think making an esport game is too risky, like that. I don't like Brandon's plan. I'm a little more on board with Brandon's because, brand uh, because we're we're spreading the investment. We're we're hedging our bets. Yeah, uh, yeah. across multiple uh, products. That's the definition to, of a hedge fund. Right. As opposed to uh, making one eSport, uh, which relies on one hit being a hit, which is, um, I believe, how every video game developer operates and how many of those are making money. Yeah. I don't know. Is Activision many. making money? I had this uh, weird... 
I think I, you could start up an alternative Activision EA, uh, and you could do it with one game or two games. I disagree. And I think it's eSports. I also disagree. Like, uh, man, uh, yeah, I don't know. Those eSports make money, man. Some those of them e-sports do. Make, they make would, bank. The you just have to have a good one. The don't, though. Wow, like, the, those uh, MMOs make bank. The mobile games make bank. You know, it's like, yeah, some of them do. Yeah. Yeah. Smite Some of them do, but it's like, uh, well, where's the where's the uh, the confidence here? It's like, uh, we're, aren't aren't we assuming that the ones that don't make bank are being made by idiots? Have you played any of like the failed MMOs? They're so weird. Yeah, there's some strange Kmart quality to them. It's like, uh, I can like I don't know. So for my whole life, and this is this is my problem specifically, but uh, you know, I've never really. I've had jobs before where I worked like a real job, right? But I've never like fully, totally committed professionally to something. Uh, but I always have this thought, you know, this like, what if I did, right? You guys have you? Do you guys have any idea what I'm talking about here? Yeah, the, sure. The whole, the whole what if I did, and it's like I do this thing where I look at the video games, right? And I just go, oh. This is obviously objectively wrong, like this thing. So if this game got released with this fundamental concept objectively wrong, then clearly I could be okay. I think in many cases these larger games that are released objectively wrong are because they are large games and therefore are not uh, the vision of one smart person but yeah. a, uh, designed by committee product. Uh, which is another reason why I don't think the way to make video money in video games is to make a make product. a game. So um, you want to be a publisher? Here's what I think. I don't know. It. I don't know. If publisher is is my answer necessarily, but but uh, that's Brandon's I, answer. That is Brandon's answer that I'm I'm sort of on board with. Uh, mm-hmm. Go ahead, Brandon. What were you saying? I was gonna say that uh, maybe maybe what happens is this guy, you know, money's no object. So uh, I could have my publisher. Tim could have his eSport, and then we could just see what happens at the end of two years. Yeah, but we have to make money. You know, like it's, I mean, no, well, okay, well, it could be it could be another uh, another product within the things we do. It's like we, we, we're self-developing this one and funding the other ones to hopefully, you know, offset this one if it doesn't work or whatever. What, I guess what, what I'm saying, saying is maybe, you know, it do, does it have to be all three of us doing the same thing? Maybe he no. could, could no. invest in the three of us separately. No, then... he is investing in a company that the three of us run, and ah. the sum total has to be a profit for him. Insert okay. credit. Uh, maybe we should just make a credit card. Whoa. Because um, those make money. Yeah, but that's not video game related. It's not It's not inarguably video game. The credit games. card for gamers. Uh, if it's yeah. like, I don't know. Maybe. Uh, okay. <laughs> Like I'm thinking beyond game development and publishing, I'm thinking more in terms of licensed product. I think that's licensed. where the safer bet is. I like I'm thinking I'm looking at like all these video game records that are being released on vinyl and uh while I don't think that's making anyone rich, uh obviously it's a business that works and that's just licensing dead product from publishers that don't give a darn anymore. And uh, I think if you extend that to, for example, some real cool clothes, uh, you know, to, to other merchandise that people might like, you know, like cases for their systems or whatever, um, whatever them gamers like, I don't know. Uh, 
I don't know. Like, like the first thing I think is fan gamer, but with licensed product. Mm, yeah. I think, yeah, I, th- yeah. I think that would work. I think, so I think here's... you spend money on like the, you spend money on a hot licensing person and you put them to work getting these licenses for a steal and then you just make a bunch of crap with it. That, so, oh, good, good crap though. Good crap. So here's a, something I've been thinking. Uh, so first of all, I would, I would honestly prefer to just do what Brandon said and be a, a game publisher. Uh, Me too. And, uh, I think that would be more fun, and also you could make a profit that way. But here's my radical idea based on your licensed goods thing. Um, whenever people uh, – somebody asked me recently, what would I be doing if I weren't making video games? And I thought, um, like, if I were doing a startup, like somebody asked me. Like, I, this was an actual conversation. You know, you have these in the, in the Bay Area all the time. Uh, you know, people at the Starbucks are just asking you. Uh, what would you do if you had a startup? And I was like, probably clothes, right? Yeah. Right? So, I mean, in other words, I'm already thinking about clothes. So I got to thinking about this. And I have a bunch of jackets. And I don't have a jacket that can fit, like, my sunglasses and my wallet and my phone. Like, it's like they all have, like, one inside pocket, Right. What so basically you see these kickstarters all the time that are like for some some apparel kickstarter, right? That's like this this wallet is crazy. Look at it, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I actually kickstarted a thing because it was uh based on the thesis that uh shoelaces are idiotic. So, and I mean this thing got bonkers funded on Kickstarter cuz it's it's these elastic memory elastic shoelaces. They're they're really neat. You just snap your shoe on, and it looks like a normal shoe. Um, so I would want to make the perfect jacket. That this jacket is crazy, and it could fit your video game. Uh, it could fit your Nintendo Switch in it, like a hard case. Yeah. So I have a th- basically what this is coming down to is I have like a pocket that I put my phone in in my jacket, but it feels like a soft and flimsy pocket. What if we took the hard case? Uh, uh, of like an of like a Nintendo DS like little padded hard case and like built that into the phone uh to the phone pocket of a of a jacket. So a, and, an official like switch jacket or, or unofficial I guess. It yeah, yeah, well switch. like yeah. A, a a jacket for gamers. Extreme or jacket for gamers. The per, the the perfect but this isn't like explicitly right. gamerish. But basically what it would be is it would be like the uh the Razer keyboard of jackets like okay. the jacket that so like it would actually have this kind of explicit gamer profile like the headphones i'm wearing right now are these astro a50 headphones that are the choice of all the gamers right but i mean i use them to watch movies and stuff but they're deaf and they're sold to people uh, who are you know home theater customers but they're like explicitly a game thing so i feel like you could i would start up an uh, a gamer apparel company that at the same time we made this utilitarian stuff that suits the needs of basically a modern person right like somebody would want a hard pocket for their phone in their jacket i really believe that uh with with low friction so that your phone can slide in without you know the case getting stuck but then it's firm when it's in there Um, um and then you could market that to normal people and i think you could make uh, many, many millions of dollars with that. If you market that it the be. way they market these video games. 
uh, these video game things. You I know? think we if, I think we had manufacturing lined up if we had a designer ready to go. Yeah, uh, yeah, I think we could kickstart that and make that money back. Yeah, um, and I think that's what you would use the investment for is to line people up. Yeah, um, Frank, I I like your your idea of licensing things, and it just makes me think of limited run, which is a really good business angle. Yep, be, because it takes. Something that you can already do, which is release certain amounts of Vita and PlayStation 4 games as a game developer, and it streamlines streamlines it for you so that you don't have to do any of the work as the developer, and then they take uh, not too much of the money, but they do enough of it that, I mean, it's just two guys. they got to be in a great situation in their lives right now. Yeah. Um, so if we could do such a thing for indie games on the Xbox One and the Switch, we could just do that oh yeah. yeah just bonker them out anyway we could uh, probably combine a bunch of these business models and just each control a branch a branch of it and be like we're starting this branded insert credit lifestyle thing well here's the thing he also shoots us if we don't profit in two years Owned. so i forgot to mention that so we can't so gamer jacket <laughs> it is then <laughs> um of the ideas Gamer, we've had, gamer jacket I, with brands on it, and you can buy a jacket that has a USB plug that yeah, you can plug I'm into your computer. I'm, and, I'm uh, actually... It has the indie games on it, so you can buy like a branded <laughs> indie game jacket. A video ball jacket that installs video ball on your Xbox when you plug it in. I um, 20 yeah, foot I, cable, so you can I, sit back from the TV. Of where... all the ideas, uh, I think the gamer jacket sounds the safest. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I disagree. I but... think I think I think even though we have investment from this person, I think we still kickstart it because that's where these ideas thrive. And uh, I think we barely squeak by it, but make a profit. I'm not doing the us. jacket. Well, you're getting shot. You'd yeah. wear one. I wouldn't wear I know. one. I wouldn't wear one. You you you. Th- oh, where, yeah, on, you would. where on my body am I gonna put something that's like six inches, like? in a jacket. I like to wear stuff that actually fits me. And so if there's if there's a let's say three inch thick minimum six inch rod that's that's like four inches wide, uh mm-hmm. or five, where where on the jacket that I'm gonna wear is that gonna go? The Listen, the demographic oh, that we're targeting is the true gamer and you're it's a the, fake gamer. Yeah, yeah you're, you're you are definitely a fake gamer and so yeah. am I. It's okay. I've got Mario here on my desk. So oh. that's just for cover. It's um, a him. It's a me, Mario. So is it next? Uh, yeah, that's oh. it. That that would be fifteen minutes. I think so, that was a little more than that. Uh, it was about sixteen minutes, but I mean, I let it. I let it naturally run its course. I didn't honk a buzzer. Weird. Uh, it was about sixteen, seventeen minutes. I don't know. Uh, you want me to honk a buzzer for yours, Brandon? Sure. Am I ready to go? Yeah. You, if you want to get going, let's go. Okay. I want to talk about movie games. Um, I want to talk about good ones first. Okay. Good ones. G- yeah. Uh, there are three things that I want to talk about, and uh, we'll see if we get to all of them. Mm-hmm. But they're all about movie games. So I was just playing, as you think of some that you actually think are good, I was playing The Lawnmower Man. Oh, uh, GLM. Yeah, there's a Genesis and Super Nintendo version, and both of them are pretty good. Yeah. They both have some different stuff, and it's a combination of... Um, relatively decent side-scrolling action that is very clearly made by a European person. Indeed. 
um, oh, with yeah. shooting and running and jumping and bounce, little little bouncing icon. I mean, collectibles to pick up anytime. And and, th- and things things, if I'm not mistaken, explode into tiny parts and bounce. Oh, they sure do. And uh, okay. all of those elements certainly make for uh, a a British person making a video game, or at least a German. Yeah, I've played um, this game. I'm, I'm looking at it on YouTube. It's pretty uh, good. It's very Factor 5 I I don't think it's literally Factor 5. but Yeah, it's a bit it's Factor 5 It's THQ. Who, who made it? Uh, Storm made it. There's, there, I think it is. was mostly made by one person. And so there's the, there are those sequences, and then there are 3D, uh, 3D, oh, 2 to 3D, 3D basically, uh, things where you're flying through this, this area, and then at some point you've got, like, you're shooting at stuff. In there, and it's actually it's a pretty interesting, fun game, and it's got uh, unique, interesting, weird graphics that um, make love you it think weird. about st- stupid, weird VR stuff, and kind of actually fits with a Lawnmower Man movie, especially because the VR stuff is this stupid mix of uh, fake polygon, fake low poly stuff, and fake like scrolling Atari stuff. And it it works pretty well. So that's my contribution to a movie game that's pretty good. Any of you got one? Um, I I have a like kind of a, a sickening amount of them. I I, I have one real quick. We did we did yeah, them on the yeah. buddy dumpster. It, uh, I'm not uh, going to mention Last Action Hero, Frank. Don't worry. No. Okay. But let's worry. let's hear Frank's. Uh, real quick. I I don't remember the full title, but it was the. Uh... The I believe Ziggurat inspired uh, tie into the Hunger Games that was released yeah. for iOS, and I like that one. Adam because Girl on Fire or whatever it's called. Girl yeah, on Adam Fire. Saltzman yeah. made it. Um, so I like that one because it's very clearly inspired by the material, as opposed to being a game someone made that they put mm-hmm. a license on. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's really short and simple, and it's. Uh, you know, it's it's it, it's it's a good way to uh, I hate to sound like this guy, but to to engage with that brand uh, in a yeah, way you really get to hang out with that brand. Yeah. In a in a way that's that's memorable and inoffensive and fun. And, you know, it's it's just kind of a very quick game that uh, I still revisit maybe once a year when I remember I have an iPad. Uh, so I really like that one for all those reasons. Um, but uh, I just wanted to pull that one out because I feel like a lot of the good ones are just good games that happen to be tied to a movie whereas I think this is a good adaptation of that movie into a video game. Yeah, it's it, actually like a good game, movie game game. Yeah. Uh, whereas a lot of uh, other ones so what what I honestly like what I sincerely like a lot about movie games and why why uh, I chose Last Action Hero as the first episode of our uh, what was then called the fun dumpster, but it's now called the buddy dumpster because it's not fun. It's buddies in a dumpster. Um, why I chose movie games is I had this this sincere belief that there's interesting game design is just almost guaranteed to be somewhere in every throwaway shovelware movie game. Yeah, because you've uh, got to like you got to make it work. You because yeah. you get you get this weird license. Suddenly, probably, and you get this certain short amount of time to make it. And I was I was looking through like PS2 games in a uh, in a video game store recently, and looking at some Snoopy game that came out in 2004 for the PlayStation 2, 
and thinking, you know, like, it would be kind of fun to be one of these companies that just suddenly gets a project and a it's bunch like, of right, licenses. Now, yeah, it's like, all right, now we gotta we gotta make this Snoopy game in a year or eight months. So let's come up with a mechanic that's cool, and then let's make a video game around it, and 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 but like make sure that it's really you know it's Snoopy and the Red Baron. That's really that's what we're doing here. Um, um, I, I've done this. Yeah. Yeah, Frank has done this uh, professionally. <laughs> I yeah. have. Um, I know. So we ha- we had Sharknado dumped in our lap, and we had about two and a half months to make it. Um, so it was like I I enjoy constraints. Um, so. I enjoyed that it's like, okay, we have to build on something we already did, uh, but also we have to have fun with it because this, you know, as stupid as this IP is, like... Yeah, it's stupid. Uh, it's a real stupid IP, but, like, it's 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 ripe for being a video game, like a yeah. dumb video game. And for being uh, fun and stupid. I mean, that's it's perfect for being fun and stupid. Right, and... It's um, a tornado of sharks. You know, really? we worked really hard on it. Yes, that 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 is the premise of Sharknado. We worked really hard on it, and it wasn't really fun to make. But in retrospect, you know, it was a pretty good time. I and I, I like working within the constraints of a license, and and I, I kind of wish I did some more, honestly. Yeah, like I can't, I can't imagine it wasn't fun to make, but I can imagine that it was fun to have made it. Yeah, you know absolutely. I mean. It was fun. just it was just too much of a grind because it was too short of a project. But yeah, uh, the the fun parts at the beginning were real fun. Oh, but I mean, yeah. it's two and a half months, so that's I mean, that's that's not bad. If the beginning the beginning part, how long was the beginning part? Like probably two a weeks. couple of weeks. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's it's great to have two weeks of fun. Yeah, totally. I haven't had two two, two weeks and a half of consecutive months. Is fun. Like, it's like the video game uh, equivalent of two and a half men. Is that right? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So. Yeah. And Sharknado two, is like the movie equivalent of two and a half man month. <laughs> two and a half man. Who's the half man in uh, two and a half men? Is he missing his legs or his upper torso? It's uh, it's Charlie Sheen. That's the end Sheen. of that joke. Charlie Sheen. Charlie he's, Sheen. He's uh, he's hollow on the inside. He's only got the outside there. Are you making? Are you like shaming him for having uh, HIV, Brandon? Does he have HIV? Just don't do that. Yes. Does he have HIV? I'm just kidding. Oh. No, he actually he actually does, but uh, he, that he's, sucks. Uh, yeah, I remember there, that being on the internet. People were like, "Oh, now we can't make fun of him anymore." Uh, oh, and I was like, oh, "Yeah, you can." Well, I'm, I said, "I, I said, uh, yeah, you can." On somebody's Facebook post, and then they were like, they got mad, which was weird because everybody yeah. was making fun of. Did you know that his real name is Carlos Estevez? I did. Yeah, I love that. That's because he's great. he's he's Emilio Estevez's brother. Right. And Martin Sheen is Martin Estevez. Yeah. And he just, uh, yeah, it's weird. He just chose his. Anyway, let's stop talking about Charlie Sheen. What video <laughs> games have Charlie Sheen in them? There's no Hot Shots game. There should be. Yeah, Hot Shots Part 2. I'm going to very stealthily look him up on IMDb and see if we can figure uh, this out. Man, he was in that movie ma- ma- Machete 2, Machete Kills. Machete yeah. Kills. He was also, uh, he was also we should in get the um, license to Red that. Dawn, right? Red Dawn. In what? Oh, sure. Uh, so anyway, I want to mention these uh, a couple of these games that I really like that are Please movie do. games. Okay, so we played a lot of them on the Buddy Dumpster, and uh, not too many of them were any good at all. Most of the ones by Ocean. Uh, not the other Ocean, but the original Ocean. Yeah. Right. Uh, most of the ones by Ocean for Super Nintendo are abysmally terrible. Yeah. There's almost nothing good in any of them, and they're very, very cynically flopped together. Like Lethal Weapon is a really good example of 
a game that is is among the games that gave movie games a bad name. And it's like, of course they have a bad name. Uh, I mean, they had what? a bad name on the NES with stuff like Total Recall, right? The, what do you think about No Escape? Game. Do you like no it or, not, or hate it? Yeah. Uh, no Escape's all right. Do I have that name right? It it was the one about like you're being hunted for sport by dudes, and so it's kind of like a Prince of Persia like, ex- and meets something else uh, with a, a like a little run and gunning, uh, but m- everything kills you and it's oppressively hard, but it's almost interesting. Yeah, that was a Genesis one. Based on the movie starring uh, Ray Liotta. Yeah. So you guys yeah. want a quick Charlie Sheen video game report here? Yeah. Oh yeah, let's hear it. Uh, Platoon. He was in. Oh right. was a game. shoot! A game uh, by Ocean. Yeah, Platooned. Um, yeah, that's an interesting also, game to think about, but not to play. And uh, Major League, the baseball comedy movie, was actually oh, a wild game. Thing. It was yeah. a game on the Famicom, only in Japan. Weird. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. So those are your Charlie Sheen games. Uh, I, I would not games. be surprised if there was a Three Musketeers movie tie-in game, but I don't remember one. Uh, Man, that yeah. Three Musketeers movie, Oliver Oliver Platt was in that. That movie sucked. My, my brother, we, we saw it like three times because he loved it, and I was like bored out of my balls every time. So anyway, good video games that are – okay, they're not good, but a game that is not good but that is hyper, hyper interesting is yeah. the Terminator 2 Genesis game. Not oh, yeah. the light gun game. The light gun game's all right, but the Terminator Two movie tie-in game has a whole bunch going on in it. Uh, it's by acclaim. It has uh, lately everyone uh, seems to bring up True Lies for Super Nintendo as being a good game, and like that game's just okay. It's not actually that good. Yeah, it has some good like strafing mechanics in it. Top down has a lot of FPS level design, which is neat. But the Terminator Two game. Uh, was one of those multi-genre things. And it had side-scrolling segments, but then it also had these Grand Theft Auto-like driving segments. And they were done from an isometric perspective with really heavy vehicle physics. But then the level designs were all uh, naturalistic, believable spaces. So one of the first levels you do is is in a mall, the Galleria Mall. And uh, you can actually go up all the floors and the escalators. You can go into the back rooms. And it's all very very weirdly logistical and that game is like super interesting uh and then i mean lately uh everybody's favorite guy vin diesel like we all love that guy i mean we don't have to even talk about how much we love him but uh he uh uh he made that wheelman game that was based on a movie that never got made which is interesting have you guys played that game no i, I just heard you it. talk about it oh i i love it. have you played it brandon no, I haven't. I I'm aware oh, of it, but I man, have you not. should come over and uh, just come over and we'll stream it if you know what I mean. Uh, I do because I mean I've got it. That's what I mean. I mean that I, I have. Yeah, it, you me- you meant it good. literally. I get it. Yeah, I mean it. I mean it literally. So it's uh, and I've talked to my buddy Dave Lang about this game. Dave Lang had a thing or two to do with it. Uh, uh it's it's just legit, man. It's by Midway, and uh, it's uh. It's got this, it's like a really, really arcadey Grand Theft Auto. It's like Grand Theft Auto with all the nonsense just gutted out of it. And uh, the shooting is like so straight, you know? Like you're just aiming the gun straight and shooting people, and you just really, really feel connected to just all the action. And I love it. 
And uh, then the driving, you use the right analog stick to sideswipe with the car, right? Which Sleeping Dogs later stole. Uh, so it's like, that game is just bonkers fantastic. I don't know and if it's, it's just stole it's a good if the time. same company makes it. Yeah, well, it it. Oh wait, it, no, Sleeping Dogs is not uh is not John Woo's Stranglehold. So never no, mind. no, it's not. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, John Woo's Stranglehold is another one I would mention, which is a sequel to the film Hard Boiled. Right. Like the story involves uh, Inspector Tequila, who's uh, an idiot who just blows stuff up, and uh, Stranglehold is one of the more interesting games to come out like in the last ten years, in my opinion. Uh. That's a very, very fascinating video game with all the stuff that's going on in it. And it's based on uh, PsyOps. It's the same team that made PsyOps. That's one of the last Midway games ever, maybe. Stranglehold? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, Wheelman is later. Oh, okay. uh, But yeah, yeah. These are some of the last They didn't last much longer after that, yeah. Midway Midway turned out to be the good guys at the end. All of their... Triple A games were experimental and full of stuff, and they latched on to not license so much as celebrity. Like they they got celebrity people who were uh, a good fit for video games. Who Vin did Diesel, Fifty Cent? Who did Fifty Cent Blood in the Sand? Was that Midway or was that I, I can't remember? Uh, Fifty Cent Blood on the Sand. You know, man, people uh, they liked joking about it. that. Was by THQ, wasn't it? Oh uh, yeah. What do I know? Oh, it is. It is THQ. Okay, Swordfish Studios. So yeah, people like joking about that guy. That's not a, a movie game, but a fifty no, cent. Uh, you were talking about uh, latching on to celebrities. So yeah, I, yeah, I was... latching on to celebrities. Yeah, yeah. So it was cool, and I I was like, kind of a fan of Blood on the Sand uh, when it came out before it was a joke, right? Uh, Actually, I thought. And then after after the it was a consensus. joke, every. Oh, go ahead. Was that it was pretty good, right? Yeah, yeah. Everybody, everybody then was like, "Oh, it's actually pretty good." It was like a hilarious joke, and then everyone was like, it's good. But the hilarious joke part, like, I don't know. To me, it's just like a, uh, it's like an Elvis Presley movie, you know? If you've ever seen yeah. any of those. Elvis is surfing now. Saying saying <laughs> that 50 Cent is uh, shooting, like his, his, his trophy is stolen when he's in Iraq giving uh, doing a concert. Like, people are like, how ridiculous is that? And it's like, well... I don't know, those Elvis movies where he's got to surf his way out of jail or whatever. It's like, well, what does that mean? You know? Like, like I mean, come on. Yeah. Uh, it's it's the same level, and I love it. I just so genuinely gonna, love it. I'm going to get to part two. If do I have How much time do I have? Oh, uh, you just ran out, but we can do a oh. little bit more. <clears throat> no, Pop okay. a little more. Here, well, let's, let's give ourselves uh, a couple seconds each <laughs> to say what what movie game we would like to make. A movie that we would Ooh. then like to make a video game about. Uh, let me let me go first. I would like to make a video game out of the film Blood of Heroes. God, God darn it! <laughs> Wait, is that yours too? No, you can go first, Brandon. <laughs> no, it's 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 not that it's mine. It's just he knows I really like that movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that was a good joke. <laughs> it was a good joke, just for me. Um, I think I I actually haven't prepared all the way through for this one. But uh, for this talk, I mean topic. But I, when I saw that Troll Hunter movie in that it's Norwegian or whatever, and they they're all it's a bunch of people going around to try to find, identify, and trap a giant troll. 
and Troll Hunter. Yeah, Troll Hunter. And I felt like that would be a great almost Monster Hunter light thing where it's mostly about exploring. You're going around this desolate but interesting snowy area and these caves and things and uh, discovering stuff, finding clues to try to figure out where this troll is. And then once you do, uh, three of you, using your specific abilities of like baiting, uh, trapping, and subduing, try to trap this giant monster thing without doing it too much harm. And I feel like that would be a fun, weird three-player uh, exploration game that would probably not make any money, but um, <laughs> may- maybe it would be maybe it would be fun. I love the idea of a three-player game. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna need your help on mine um, because I, I have this vague notion that I want to make the good game based on a Disney movie. Oh, yeah. I don't think that's been done. Well, uh, there's the you good know, game. People people argue can certainly argue for Disney's Aladdin on the Genesis. And yeah, yeah, which I is mean, not as good as Disney's Aladdin on the Super Nintendo. Which, which is an okay game, and, and and actually, like, I keep leaning back toward Aladdin just because the environments yeah. are so varied and interesting. There was yeah. also there was also a pretty good Beauty and the Beast game for uh, Super Nintendo. No, the Genesis one is not as good. The, the Super Genesis Nintendo one is not very good. There's no, two the, Genesis ones. The Super Nintendo yeah. one is by Hudson and is like a pretty good action platformer starring the beast sure but i'm thinking like a modern game all right uh that we make now um it might be aladdin because i think there's a lot of uh because i I don't think i wanted to follow the plot of a movie i think it wanted to i wanted to be a companion piece and i think uh aladdin has a lot of good uh unexplored territory uh within its world that would be fun and and i think having a genie that can do anything is a fun like buddy weapon sort of mechanic like you could do a rogue trooper thing with it maybe so i was Three gonna wishes. say the the thing that the thing that i would do uh if if i had this license and had some time would be to play a game it's like a card game with the genie where you are you're basically stacking kind of variables and stuff to, to try to get your three wishes just right, and you see what happens to the kingdom of Agrabah based on those choices. That That's you make. the mobile app. Yeah, Did you say the kingdom of Angry Balls? I said Agrabah. <laughs> God darn it! Oh, I thought you said I thought you said the kingdom of Angry Balls. I'm sorry. I want to make a game called Angry Balls based on the Angry Birds movie. Um, no, the, oh, the I, I want I want a running, jumping, platforming adventure. I want exploration. That's fine. You know? I'm going to make the mobile Angry app Balls. though because I'm excited about this idea of. Of changing the, changing the wish, um, like modifying the wish and the wishes, and then like a hundred years later, someone else finds the genie, and then you get so you you like go through civilization I with see. these wishes. Yeah, I see. But yeah, right. running Sam, jumping, that's cool. Sam, what's your answer? Oh, it's and also uh, flying carpet. Uh, you know it, yeah, too, obviously. Man, I would I would work on that Aladdin game. Sounds fun, um, right? I would uh I would want to be a, a dumb jerkweed and make a video game based on uh Hayao Miyazaki's film uh Nausicaa in the Valley of the Wind. Oh yeah, it'd be sure. chill. 
Because you get cool airplanes and vehicles and a chilled out village and like some ruins and you could just make a big giant Zelda-like game. Yeah. Giant Zelda-like game. Yeah, that would be because, cool. Because uh, play that. Getting to my topic. Let's start my topic. Let's start. There we go. Yeah, uh, that new Zelda game sure is real good. That's my topic. No, my topic <laughs> is uh, uh, is the I'm just gonna phrase it as stupidly and coldly and argumentatively as possible. Is is the Nintendo Switch the ideal video game console? That's the big question here. What and do you think? I assume I assume we're talking about the. The version of the Nintendo Switch that we're eventually going to get that has yeah. like those little hardware bugs. Uh, yeah, yeah, I got I got one out. right here. No, I mean that uh, has like the it, the left Joy-Con not desyncing and things because they're going to yeah, fix so all that. My left Joy-Con is good, but I yeah I'm seeing all those reports out there that it blows and it's like well that sucks. We're talking um, about the the when they when they inevitably do the the next model of it that fixes a bunch of stuff. I it would might... like the next model to be smaller, lighter. Uh, it might just be firmware or something. Better, better screen. Could be firmwares. Could be firmwares. But yeah, yeah, just the idea of it. Uh, it's out now. Yeah. Uh, uh, we, we talked on the Insert Credit Show before about what Nintendo should do. Do you guys remember that? Yeah. Yes. And, and then and, we were uh, all correct. We were, uh, well, we were actually, right? Yeah. We, we came to the conclusion that it should be a portable thing that yeah. you can take with you and then you can plug it into your TV. Yeah. And it is, yeah, I mean, that, that, that was sort it. of uh, idea was in the wind. It wasn't like us necessarily right. who, it's we didn't true. derive it out of out of the ether, but uh, we, we put it together. We put the pieces of the puzzle uh, together very well, which is cool. Um, so but yeah, now the thing is out, and uh, I've been playing with one. I don't know if Frank has one. Do you have one, Frank? No, I don't. Oh, man. Uh, so it's definitely... I would go ahead and give it my actionbutton.net bottom line of video games the thing, you know. <laughs> uh it's if you put the idea of video games into a thing, uh it would be this. It's a little bit too heavy and it's uh this weird uh kind of idiotic size. Uh it's it's really big. Uh but I was playing the Zelda on it, right? And the whole click it into the dock and the game pops up on your TV. It like, I mean, it just pops up on there and it even smart switches the input on your, your HDMI input, which I love. Right. Um, I was standing there. The weirdest thing standing in front of my TV playing Zelda on the TV with this controller. And, uh, I was just like, this is enough graphics, you know? Yeah. How could you want more graphics? And people have been saying that about PC games in particular for uh, a couple of years, right? Yeah, been I read saying, a bunch uh, of articles that made, got people really mad at me about, you know, we've definitely reached kind of enough graphics. Uh, I said that, that that happened pretty much in the transition from, like, the PS2 to the 360 with yeah. the right amount of intelligence. You've definitely just got enough graphics there. Well, I mean, I know you're not strictly speaking a Zelda fan, a Zelda fan, but yeah. um uh I think we should like Zelda Wind Waker on the Nintendo GameCube to me was the enough graphics moment. Sure. Uh have you ever looked at that game? I've looked Brandon? at it a bunch. It looks real nice. Yeah, it looks so good. 
and it still it still looks good. Yeah, like, it still it it still feels empty though. Like oh like sure it's, sure, it's, it's not the graphics; it's the the uh, ability to have a lot of them on the screen. Right. That that is the weakness. Yeah, the, yeah, the fidelity. So yeah. new new Zelda, the brand new one, uh, harnesses the idea of the emptiness, you know, and turns it into this big wild mystical land that you're hanging out in and uh i've only played it for about four or five hours but uh it's definitely the best game of that kind that i've ever seen so it i has, know that oh sorry oh i'm it just it has hot action like yeah. the action is good and it's got weird action like the action is weird I get it. Like, you fire an arrow into the sky and it comes back down. Yeah. It's got all these weird little arcade action things. That yeah, I mean, just... I've, I've, seen, I've seen the GIFs. I've seen someone uh, set fire to a bear and then accidentally mount it and then ride through the forest setting stuff on fire. Yeah, it's, it's hilarious. It's like video games, the video game, you know? So I love I w- it. I was going to say, like, I know I'm, I uh, am, according to the mailbag, supposed to hate it. Uh, by everyone's expectation. Yeah, yeah. You're supposed uh, to hate the new Zelda and the Switch. You're yeah. supposed to hate both of them. So, so. This, the new Zelda looks nice. I haven't played it, though, so I, I can't really say much, but it looks cool. Come on over and check it out, man. Uh, but I have played around with the Switch just a little bit. Uh, Chris Graft got one early, so I played it at GDC last week. Yeah. And, yeah, I agree. Played that it it's, early. It's like a little too big to be holding as a handheld just it feels just a little too big and it yeah. is just a little too heavy but uh it i was surprised that though i was not i was neither extremely interested nor very disinterested in it prior to playing with one but yeah. once i picked one up and like snapped those little thingies off and was just checking them out even though they they feel a little crampy and weird, I was like, I want one of these. Yeah. <laughs> so that's yeah, the, that's what I said. So I, I, I thought it was too big to play with when I first took it out. I'm holding it up to my camera here, if you see that. Um, and I I just sat in my bed and I played this uh, this Zelda with these gorgeous. I mean, these graphics are just like mind blowingly good. Playing it, and I'm sitting in my bed, and I'm like. This is probably the right size for this thing to be. It could be a little thinner. Mm-hmm. It could be smaller. Uh, I don't know, but I'm just like, wow, they really did it. This is a super AAA looking video game on this thing. And, and you know, the the other thing that happened to me when I saw it was, I, you know, I was thinking about how you know you snap those Joy Cons off, you can bring them over to your friend's house or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was thinking, I'll put, you know, I'll make. Four player same screen multiplayer gun sport on this. I'll I'll make a four 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 player split screen oh dear on this thing. I immediately thought about the things that I could do that are not that are not like changing my video game, but make it more fun to play because it's on this device. And so that was an inspiring moment as well. Oh yeah, there's. Uh, I'm I'm thinking of all kinds of crap. So we're making uh, our game Truck Heck, and I like, I like walked over to the Nintendo meeting booth at GDC, and a guy looked at me and he was like, "Video Ball, I know Video Ball, like some Nintendo guy." I'm like, 
hey, can we put our game on your Nintendo Switch? And he just goes, yeah. And he gave me a business card. Uh, and all the business card has a URL on it. I can tell you the URL later if you'd like to know. www.nintendo.shoes. Yeah, biz. Have, have they sunsetted the Wario World site? Because I saw that they, uh, the developer stuff is much easier to access now. Yeah, um, man, it's uh, it's just up there now. I mean, I'll, I can tell you guys more about that, but uh, sure. like, man, yeah. So I think I would make Truck Heck for this because Truck Heck is a two-player co-op game. Because I want to make one of those. Man, I put my goddamn switch down, and now Link is getting beat up. <laughs> okay, so 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 to get back it. to your actual question here, yeah. Um, so I I continue to think the device of the future uh, has dumb uh, components that display to displays. Uh, yeah. And so to me, this is like the first step toward what I think computers slash phones slash laptops are going to be. Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, I do think this is, uh, you know, maybe the, the, the correct video game system uh, for where we are right now. And um, I also, I, I, think, I think a point that Tim and I always kind of diverged on was uh, Tim's belief in the touchscreen. Because I never actually believed in the touchscreen as yeah. the future of video games. Um, and so having buttons on this iPad is correct. That's what... That's where video games happen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the touchscreen on the Nintendo Switch, uh, for anyone wondering, is one of those capacitative, or whatever the word is, touchscreens. Uh, so it's more like an iPhone than a Nintendo Wii. You don't have oh, to, that's like, great. You yeah. don't have to push on it. It's not resistive or whatever. The, I, I don't know what the difference is yeah. between resistive and capacitative. But uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, you barely have to touch it, and it feels like you're touching a phone, and that goes a long way. That's toward, chill. Uh, but it's only like there's no. I'm, I actually hadn't tested it in Zelda, and now I'm tapping on weapons in my inventory, and it's not changing. So I guess they didn't put those in there. <laughs> yeah, uh, they didn't put the controls in there, even though it's very. You I know, think it's that's like exact, good, though, frankly. Yeah, because like if if you know that the console has controllers on it, use controllers. Unless you're making a touchscreen game, in which case make a touchscreen game and just do that. Like I cannot stand when. And this is one of the things that makes me feel like Nintendo is, if not going in the right direction, at least going in my direction. Uh, they, in the Nintendo of five years ago or whatever, would have made you touch the touchscreen sometimes for some reason, just because oh, yeah. they've they've got it. So they'd be like, "Tickle this fairy now," or be or you know, blow, blow on, on the, the microphone screen. to yeah, fill exactly. up your balloon. Yeah. yeah. And, I hate uh, that stuff. I don't want to do that stuff. And there's some people that do want to do that stuff, but make make a game that's just for those folks and don't make everyone do everything. Uh, yeah. Let, let controller games be controller games. Let touch games be touch games. And there will be. The uh, the whole idea of you, you put this... So uh, I remember when we were doing our little predictions on what is Nintendo going to do, um, we were saying that it like the way Iwata was talking about it at the time was... There's going to be one game, or there's one game that is like a universal app that runs with different graphics on the touchscreen and the TV, right? right? And that is 100% correct. That's what this Zelda does. It is 720p, 30 FPS on the tablet. It is 900p, like 30 FPS sometimes on the TV. Um, I'm a big frame rate hound, I got to tell you. 
Uh, but right about that. Th- that Zelda looks so good uh, that I, I'm not going to say I'm not mad at it, you know. <laughs> but uh, uh, it gives me hope that if there's two different versions now, and given that the big buzzword in games uh, at the moment that Sony and Microsoft are throwing around is forward compatibility, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. What are the chances that Switch 2 could run it in 1080p 60 on a handheld, yeah. right? Pretty high chances, I'd say. Uh, and it's like, this game, man, I I don't throw around the hyperboles a lot, but this this game is a real Metroid Prime moment for me. It's uh, it's so extremely disgustingly good. Uh, like I I knew it was going to be good because I I waited in line to play it at E3 last year because of such was my faith in it, and uh, it's. Like exactly the video game that you, me anyway, that kids like me like dreamed about, like literally dreamed about in like 1989, you know, like it's just so extremely good. And I like this fantasy of forward compatibility, like I'm going to be able to put this in my Switch 2 and it's going to run in 60 FPS. It's like this game is one of those games that's going to just be around forever. People are going to start dissing it in like a year or so. Yeah, they're going to find okay. problems with it, but it's yeah. like it's definitely the Zelda to play if you've never played one. Yeah, I think actually, I'll Brandon, I would still recommend you play Link Between Worlds on the 3DS. Yeah, I'll get I really it. Really think eventually. I really think you would like that game. I don't really it's, like how it looks as much as I like how this one looks, but I d- I didn't like it either. Yeah. But I played it with the 3D on. And it's got 60 oh. FPS 3D that's good. The 3D is actually good. I mean, you know, well, not that I don't like the 3D because my eyeballs are bad. But yeah. uh, I had a good time sliding it on every now and again in that Zelda. But so man, should we, it's uh, so good. We got a minute we answer left here. Like, should we answer like a couple of questions? A yeah. couple of mailbagos? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking we run, we purge the entire mailbag with flippant responses that are very fast if we don't like them. Okay. Uh, what do you think? So let's get started. Uh, even though we have one minute left on my Switch talk, a lot of these questions are about the Switch, so whatever. Yeah. Um, so someone is, uh, uh, very first question, where the heck have y'all been? I've missed y'all. Uh, I'm going to type the reply, we were busy. How's that? Is that <laughs> yes. good? And, yeah. and I'm clicking answer. Okay, yeah. I'm answering I these. I was dead. I'm answering these live. Uh, oh, wait, and now the next question is, I mean, I guess with Frank's game history thing, Brandon's gunhouse thing, and Tim's video ball thing, first of all, thing? Come on. That was on the board uh, in my 12th grade composition class. Our teacher wrote words on a board. She wrote the words very and thing on the board. Yeah, at the very said, first said, don't day of use class. these. And she said, if you use any of these in any of your assignments, you will get an F. And people were like, what? And she was like, look, I just told you, it's very easy. You're guaranteed uh, not an F. No one will get an F unless they use these words. And then, you know, nobody did. And I've been not using them in my writing ever since. So, thing, come on. Y'all must have been pretty busy, but I still missed y'all. First of all, why'd you say y'all like four times? Maybe they're Uh, from the Seth. You're overusing y'all is what I am saying in my official answer. Maybe they are from the South, but uh, I'm not from the South. I'm not either. Um, Next question, anonymous person asks, why video games? And I mm. think there's a, that's an insert credit question. 
yeah. uh, because there was a response to why video games. Uh, but I'm going to retype it for the year uh, 2017 because video games, mother hecker, we're yeah, going to say. That's right. Because that's the, new way, that's the new way to answer it. Um, oh, baby, I love it. What games have the best color palette? Oh, that's Ooh. a tough one. That's there, really tough. There's some good ones uh, out there. I I can't. Um, I mean, Outrun first, is is a good answer, but I I would Bulk Slash for me in the 3D Bulk Slash era yeah. has a lot of good bright pinks and dark purples and cool stuff in it. I really think that game has a good pal- color palette for a 3D game of that era. We bring up Gunstar Heroes every episode, but I'm going to bring that one up as having a good color palette. Yeah, that's true. All right. So I say Video Ball because that was a game where me and Brent Porter really <laughs> put in colors, colors that we really liked. Uh, we're very proud of all the colors in there. I like the colors in Video Ball, so I will be your your objective third party here. Thanks. Oh, uh, thanks. I think they're all good colors. We could have gone with like the colors that are on like your typical shoes that the kids like. You know, blacks and greens and blues and whatever. But no, we went with uh, slightly less obvious. We had beige in there. Okay, next question is another uh, anonymous question. We have some questions that are anonymous. Uh, but, okay, why did all of the portable game systems that tried to enter the market against Nintendo fail? Specifically, the Neo Geo Pocket and Wonderswan and their successors. Uh, is it third-party support? Yes. Uh, yeah. Uh, I think, I think I, a lot I, of it is third-party support, and some of it is also Neo Geo Pocket... Uh, they didn't have the money to really advertise it, and uh, it was just, you know, they didn't have, they kind of had a Pokemon in their Card Fighters Clash, but mostly it was a portable system with some fighting games and Metal Slug on it. They, All their properties had a certain uh, amount of limitation to them. I, I'm yeah. sad that it didn't work out, but... Um, I think that's why. And for the Wonderswan, they didn't even release it in the U.S., and they were largely relying on their uh, Bondi-ness to grant them anime licenses, which is also part of why they didn't release games here. But it was essentially licensed game console, like licensed yeah. games, the console. And so some of those games were good. Some of those some of games, them had something interesting in them, yeah. like with movie games. Yeah. Some of them were very, very boring, and some of them were great, like Riviera. Yeah. Can, and, can uh, I talk about uh, uh, portables in a tangential way? Yes. Let's quick, hear yeah. it. Let's um, hear it. So uh, I have this thing. It's called the Analog NT Mini that I've been talking about a lot because I really like it. Uh, yeah. So if, if you go to the website and, and, and look at the description, it's basically a $450 NES, it's, which is ridiculous. But That's, not, um, that's too much. <laughs> it is. It is. Uh, but the it, it's powered by what's called FPGA chips. And if you're not familiar with FPGAs, what they are are chips that can actually reprogram their physical gates depending on software that you feed it. The idea being that uh, it's a modern chip that in real time, uh, it's kind of like nano machines going in there and making it become an NES. Tiny robots, uh, right? Uh, and it is well, just too much, man. It's yeah, it's exactly like that. Um, so the the author of uh, this FPGA core, his name's Kevin Horton. He's been doing FPGA stuff for well over a decade for he, a console he has yet to make himself. He brings the Kevin Horton heat. That's a, a weird, d- obscure '90s he, band joke. 
Hi, wow. I'm Kevin Horton, and I've got the Kevin Horton heat. That just killed my entire... No, okay, Sorry. wait, wait. I Keep going. Okay. <laughs> okay, so he's been working on weird FPGA cores forever, and he's really good at it. Um, he actually makes medical equipment as his day job, so he makes things that people's lives depend on, and then he goes home and takes that knowledge and, and replicates old video game systems. And uh, My life depends on that. So he... Has been yeah. uh, he, he wrote the official firmware for the NES, but he's been releasing unofficial firmware that loads other system cores uh, and lets you load games off SD. And uh, uh, where I'm going with this is that the uh, Friday of GDC, as in the last day of GDC, he released yeah. cores for the Game 8, the Supervision, and the uh, Game King. Which are all weird, like, I, I don't know where Game King comes from. I but think Game, Game King is from Taiwan. Game King. Okay, so all three are from Taiwan. So the only Taiwanese one it's missing is the Mega Duck, but he has my Mega Duck, so he's working on it. Nice. Well, somebody uh, has my Mega Duck, too, but it's a slightly, you know, it's a little different. Whoa. <laughs> uh, it's a different scenario. So where I'm going with this is that I've been exploring a bizarre, uh, uh, low-budget Taiwanese Game Boy knockoff games uh, for a little over a week now, and uh, I'm having a real good time. Last night we discovered a game for the Game Eight that is called One Million Wise, as in W H Y S. Oh, like uh, questions? Yeah. Why questions? And, and so, end, some One Million Becauses is the answer game to that. It it is a very King's Quest like game where you walk around as a dog in a baseball cap trying to get a lady out of jail. Um, okay, and it's in English for some reason. Like there's English and Chinese, and uh, Daddy's ready. And uh, I'll play. And, it. You, and you walk around gathering clues, and like people will randomly accost you and ask you trivia questions about how plant life works. And if you answer incorrectly, they kill you. Nice. Um, this is this is this this is an amazing game. time. It, it's sort of educational, maybe about plants. I'm not sure, but uh, <laughs> anyway. Uh, the one million wise. There's like nothing about it on the internet. I found an obscure game that no one's talked about. You got to stream these things. If I'm uh, if I'm going to learn about plants, that's going to be how. It, it's going to be through the dog trying to get the lady. The out dog of in a baseball cap yeah. trying yeah. to get a lady out of a baseball stadium. Uh, I do want to stream it. I don't have a capture card right now. I'll work. Oh, on it. shoot. Well, uh, so basically what I answered this question with on the Ask FM is balance between third-party support and software quality and advertising budget. Also, Nintendo got there first, and Wonderswan didn't release in America and couldn't have. Yeah. That's that's our official uh, bottom line there. Um, there uh, someone else asked, uh, if you could add one feature to Breath of the Wild, that's the name of the new Zelda game, in case you didn't know, uh, what would it be? And I uh, tossed off the answer, two-player co-op hangout mode. I just got to put Monster Hunter in there. So I, 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 whatever. Next question: Where are my LCD games? Someone oh, says. I have an answer to this question. I really want to make one, and someone who comes to our East Bay Game Dev meetups has made an LCD game making engine and tool, and so I will make one, and maybe then you can have it. I'm gonna make a version of Odeer, which is like this. This game that Frank may remember us playing in the Gama Sutra offices, um, where yes. it's, you're just you're just avoiding stuff, but it was actually pretty fun. And so, that's you know, probably some more games will get made. Another fun thing about that is I I told my buddy that the the first thing he should do to try making that game 
uh, try with that game engine rather is um, Iwatani, the guy who created Pac-Man. He submitted a design for a Nintendo Game and Watch that was rejected, and so he just scanned it. He or someone at his university scanned the submitted document because really just one document with all of the positions on it is all you need. He put that on the internet, and so I was like. Make why don't you make Iwatani's first game run for the first time ever in the world? And so, not that anyone's ever seen it, but it works. I've played it. The end. Oh man, is it good? <laughs> it's not that good. It's probably uh, why they rejected it. None yeah. of those LCD games are actually that good. No, some are all right though. Well, yeah, I actually uh, uh, on the Game Boy, I, I do enjoy the Game and Watch collections. Like I, I have flashcards. Uh, and those are the ones I just kind of go back to when I pick up the old Game Boys because they're 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 real good toilet games. Also, Bondi's Frisky Tom is a real good one. Oh, Frisky Tom, I played that. Yeah, Frisky Tom is chill. Oh, and also the the uh, the we we talked about Sharknado earlier. The surfing section was vaguely based on the three lane LCD racing games. Nice. Oh, oh. Okay, so then we have another question here. The year is twenty twenty four. That's Trump's not. Some- Oh, uh, that's just the question. Trump's America is finally coming to a close. The L.A. Biodome, finished just before nuclear warm one, holds 78% of the country's population. All right. The National Party primaries are filled with YouTube gods, but one seasoned game designer is ready to become the next gamer-in-chief. Who is he? <laughs> it's it's, uh, it's Cliff Lezinski, obviously. Yeah, I think it's Clifford. Yeah. It is. It is. He's he's uh, got the following. Like that's yeah. easy. It's got to be Clifford trademark is what I'm saying. Yeah. That's our answer. It's just it's got to be. He's yeah. he's presidential. It's he's the know? one. Uh, he's got my vote. He doesn't rock the boat, so he he will elevate uh through the political structure. He doesn't rock yep. the boat, but us gamers will rock the vote. Um, right. Uh, I'm looking for some more questions here. Uh, how much does Brandon hate the new Zelda? Can Tim and Frank convince him to like it? Yeah, what? I, I, I don't hate it at all yet. Uh, and I think that I probably won't hate it very much once I start it. That's my feeling. It's fun and it's got quirky characters and it's got good action. I've liked all the, all the stupid little gifs and images that people have been posting. I've been liking all of them, so I'm probably not going to hate it. It's a real gif factory. I assume that I like it. Yeah. I, I Just based on how many people like it, which is everybody... Well, usually mm-hmm. that's actually bad. Usually that means I won't like it, but uh, it's Zelda, so I'll like it. It's one of those sort of semi-hard-to-dislike things. And I'm going to like it, like... even though it's Zelda. Yeah, man, good action, man. Real good action. Uh, uh, wait, real quick. Uh, I just happened to have the Twitter homepage open uh, on my desktop, and I glanced over at what's trending. Uh, oh, yeah, what one do we of, got? One of them is Texans, but I, I read it as uh, Taxan. Oh, oh yeah, I love Taxan. Taxan, Naxat. For for a second in my life, I thought that Taxan was was trending on Twitter, and it was it was a nice moment. But anyway, too bad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We got any more good ones in there, or should we call uh, it a bag? 
a couple of them. There's just a lot of them there. Like, what do you, how about that Zelda? How about that Zelda? <laughs> how would you change the rules of Scrabble to make it a more balanced game or a more fun game? I'm gonna go ahead and say Scrabble sucks, and that's our answer to that. Scrabble sucks, and I don't care. Um, play chess. I, I, play I would take out some of the randomness to the letters, but not all of it. You, and you I don't want, know what that means. Yeah. You want a quick answer? Pro Scrabble to... is all about who knows the most two-letter dictionary words, basically. <laughs> And I can, it's really frustrating to play. I can give you a what? a quick uh, explanation of how I, at least in my head, I haven't gotten to try it out with more than one other person, but redesigned uh, Candyland with the same setup in order to make it more interesting. Um, Go. Yeah. yeah, okay, you get... F- I, I have to see if I can remember it because I did it like a year ago. You get five cards in a hand. You just draw five cards each player. And each turn, you can complete uh, a. Uh, you can play a card on yourself, and you can play a card on one other player if you want. And uh, as part of playing your playing a card on yourself, you can ask first if someone else has the, a specific card, and if they do have it, they have to give it to you. And if you yeah. get it from them, that must be the card that you play. So you can play cards. On yourself, all of any any of the cards, but purple cards move you backward. So you can play purple cards on other players, and you can play the other cards on yourself. So say you want to get to a shortcut, and you don't have the right card to do it, you can ask for it from from somebody. And if you ask them, and they do have it, they have to give it to you, and then you get to take that shortcut. Um, but then you will be a target for um, <clears throat> for the purple cards sending you backward from probably all the players uh likewise the event cards which are you know like go to the peanut brittle uh penitentiary or whatever it's called peanut um, pen yeah the peanut pen peen pen it's you called can, you can play those on anyone you can play them on yourself or you can play them on someone else so the person who's at the very beginning if you've been holding on to the first event location you can send them back there so that was Remember, my attempt yeah. to make that a little more interesting to make Candyland an actually interesting game. Remember when we played Yoshiro Kimura's uh, board game at his house in 2013? Yeah, Potato what's it? Yeah, Potato Kingdom or whatever it was called. Yeah. The, it had some similar uh it had it was kind of it was very Candylandish. It was just a straight line. Yeah. And it had some of these you can get the rock and throw it at somebody to push them back to the beginning of the game. Yeah. It was it was rough and weird. I loved it. Yeah, me too. And, I uh, liked that game. Yeah. I think that's probably subconsciously where some of those ideas came from. Yeah, so in other words, our official hardline stance is how would we fix Scrabble? Scrabble sucks. Play Candyland instead, you <laughs> monster. That's right. Right? That's Done. basically what we would say. Yeah. Play Candyland instead, you monster. Uh, someone else asks, uh, and this is a question that I don't think uh, that Brandon and Frank are each not qualified to answer Owned. for uh, for different uh, even though I, I wonder if the person who sent this question thinks that we would all have an answer uh, which this is great what is your favorite brand of Japanese iced coffee uh, the answer is Brandon doesn't drink coffee it's true right and I don't believe Frank has tasted any Japanese brands of iced coffee um, have so you? I think I, I, I think I have once, and and I think it's also like 
other than Manhattan Special, the only iced coffee I've had, but I don't remember the name. I, I remember there being a fat guy on it. I don't remember if it was Japanese. That's boss. Uh, Is that... Every Japanese coffee has a fat guy on it. Okay, no, so no, just kidding. One. Just kidding. It doesn't. <laughs> uh, I, I responded to this uh, question with a uh, a picture from my Instagram that is uh, my favorite Japanese iced coffee, which is isn't it that fire? No, no. Uh, fire's fire's all right. Uh, Kidding fire is the one that uh, basically everyone goes around spouting this urban myth that it's got nicotine in it, which it doesn't. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm linking you guys to the Instagram in the Facebook messenger chat. But uh, anyway, it's uh, I like Georgia. Georgia, I think, oh, yeah. they just have generally the best coffee. And Georgia is Coca-Cola's brand of coffee, mm. which is kind of – it's a stealth Coca-Cola beverage. So I Georgia say, being where uh, Coca-Cola is headquartered. When I, f- when I first went to Japan, I was still drinking coffee, actually. And I did try nice. uh, a number of them. And I and I had had several of them before that because I often went to uh, Asian, Asian grocery stores that carried them. Age gross. Age gross. And I liked that Boss Coffee stuff because it was very mild and mostly tasted like milky flavor. And that's oh, what I... Oh, milky fun. And I, I think as I was kind of descending my caffeine absorbability uh um kind of downward spiral i was appreciating the flavor more than the caffeine and so that one was good for me because it didn't feel that caffeinated so i i think you'd like this uh this georgian one that i to, that i recommended which is uh it's the georgia zetaku namakurimu no kafeore it is the georgia luck luxury uh cream cafeole uh, it's the best. It's like the best cold coffee beverage I've ever had. Sounds all Japan. right. But also just George's other, uh, their roasts, their 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 black coffees uh, in the can. They're just generally pretty good. And then Georgia makes this plainer cafe au lait, which is not as good to me as the Zaytaku. But it's the one that people romanticize because it's got a little French flag on it. And it's like, shut up. So uh, It's okay. Is that, so it's is that, Georgia. Is that it? Yeah. Well, we've got. I feel, I feel uh, like we've got we've got forty eight seconds left. Okay. Oh no! Oh no! Uh, uh, so has, a, has a video game ever made you feel happy to be alive? Uh, yes. Pl- yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Period. Okay, I'm gonna say Frank. Yes. Me. Uh, yes. Brandon. Y- y- yes. Yeah. With a yeah. with a hyphen. With a hyphen. Yeah. Uh, and I'm gonna just say. Uh, uh, yeah. There, okay, that's that's answered with yes, y- yes, and yeah. So, I, cool. I is, is there an A in your yeah, or is it like a Y E H? Y E A, I heard. Oh, Y E A is what I just said. Weird. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Y E A. Y E A is pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Oh man, oh, we we're uh, the timer just ran out. All right. So so. Uh, Basically, I typed in flippant answers to all the questions that we answered, meaning that the ones we haven't answered are still in the queue. Questions cool. were coming in while we were talking. Tyler Tinsley asked one uh, that popped in one second after the timer ran out. So uh, get owned, idiot. Yep. Sorry, Tyler. That's the old cutoff. <laughs> but Tyler not Tinsley sorry. Er, uh, earlier in the chat uh, said, I would wear that jacket of my gamer jacket. So thanks, Tyler Tinsley. I would Where is there of the jacket. chat? Uh, it's on the Twitch. Oh, I'm just right. streaming it on my Twitch, but I didn't tweet it. Okay. It's a Twitch without a twit. 
right. Um, but yeah, I guess that's it. Uh, we'll be back next week with more topics and more of your questions. But right. real quick, uh, I won't. Oh so. yeah. Oh, Frank. Uh, why not, Frank? Uh, Frank. Okay. So. Well, I can announce it. Frank is going to be dying tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> He's going to get in a plane crash. It's really it's unfortunate. Like, why did? Why do people schedule those nowadays? But no, you can you can explain it yourself if you would like. Yeah. So um, it's back. The, the show's back, which is really awesome. But I don't really feel like with all I've got going on right now that I can commit to a weekly schedule. So I'm not dying. Uh, in fact, I can probably just kind of hang out on these shows once in a while. But uh, I, I will not be a, a regular part of this show. Uh, this this what third season is it or fourth? This I think would this... be the. We'll just call it the fourth season. Yeah, fourth season, it. season four. So season yeah. four is the weird one where uh, I, I'm doing a solo band or something. Where Frank is dead. And then the, it's the death and return of Frank Man is what we're calling right. it. All right. The death and return of Cefaldi Man. But yeah, I mean, like, depending on how you guys shape the show, you know, I could I could drop in once in a while or whatever, but uh, not not every week. All right. So. Yeah. Showshapers.com is where we're going to be shaping the show. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna do something with this, but uh, uh yeah, Solar Sailor says rip Frank. So sorry. <laughs> oh, I guess I died for really. Oh, yeah, you got got ripped. Yeah, so you uh, actually are dead. Yeah, thanks to thanks to Blaine again, who's gonna be turning this into a thing that you can listen to in a nice way, and yeah. we're gonna we're gonna try to get back on the the. Uh, Facebook, Facebook.com slash insert credit and the old... You should also make a Twitter. Twitter.com slash insert credit, which I'll just, you know, get back working again really soon. And yeah. that'll and you be should that. give us the passwords. Oh, I'm gonna. Uh, I, would, I would take the password if you gave it to me. I'll give it to you. You know, being the social media expert that I am. Put it right in that tweet deck there. Yeah. All right. Well, Remember- thanks, everybody. I guess we'll see you next time. Some of us. Bye-bye. Insert credit show. Silver, yeah! Except Frank, because he's going to get on. When, when's your flight? <laughs> uh, actually, i got to get going now, because the flight's uh, at 8. When's your flight, Frank? <laughs> That's a good question to ask. Uh, I'm, I'm really proud of myself for making that joke and then asking that question with that timing. Uh, Congratulations.